Hello and welcome to the Happy Go Joy show. I'm your host, Joy Doyi Ogunea, professional uplifter and one of the happiest people you'll ever meet. I'm an ambitious mom of two who is on a mission to help people like you live joyfully no matter what. I believe no one deserves to be miserable and everyone deserves to be joyful. So on this show, you can expect honest conversations, actionable tips, and biblical wisdom to help you tackle life's challenges with ease, confidence, and a whole lot of joy. Get ready to get uplifted. Now let's get to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited that you're here today. Welcome to another episode of the Happy Go Joy Show. So thrilled to share this episode with you. This episode is actually an old recording that I did on my former podcast, which was called the Joy in Failure podcast. And a mentor of mine, I would say two years ago, I was at a crossroads and I was talking to her, just trying to figure my life out and had pondering questions. And I was talking to her and she gave me this advice. She said, I, I want you to do something for me. I want you to go back and listen to your old podcast because a lot of the things that you're asking me now, you mentioned in your old podcast. And for a while, I didn't want to listen to my old podcast because truth be told, I believe that I'm completely different from who I was then. And I think we all encounter that where we grow, we change and we experience so many changes. And I... I just found it hard to go back. And recently I've been going back um, to listen to the old episodes. And I found this one, which I definitely felt like I needed to share with you. It's still relevant today. It's really about helping people who are looking to pivot and change in their lives, how to do so. And um, it was, I, I, I personally, I love the exercise of going back to listen to the advice that we've given ourselves. Because I think a lot of times we're so on the go, totally moving, helter-skelter, but we don't take time to pause and actually look back or even hear the advice that we would give to ourselves. And I'm so grateful to my mentor for making me do this exercise. And I'm so grateful to God for giving me this wisdom to be able to share with you. So I really want to be able to share this episode with you and I hope it resonates as much as it did me listening to it. Definitely please feel free to let me know what you think. And as always, please follow this podcast if you like it, but most importantly, listen and enjoy. Speak soon. And for me, something that has been bubbling up is this idea of changing your life. And I think we all have those moments where we feel things aren't working the way we expected them to be or things we um, something happens drastically in our life that makes us realize that we have to change. And one thing that I keep on learning time and time again is that it never stops. That is the essence of life essence of life is change and you're always going to be changing your life and that's if you are in this if you've decided to be in this full-on playing this game called life you have to be open to change so I really want to do a podcast episode this episode about how to change your life and a lot of us get stuck trying to figure out how to change our lives that we do nothing 
right? We we are not happy where we are. We don't, we are not happy with the way things are, and we just complain. We complain rather than doing something about it. And I, I am no saint, and I encounter it time and time again. I encounter it every single day, even as as I'm speaking today right now. I am in that space of reinvention, always in always knowing that I am meant to reinvent myself. I'm meant to change. Something is working. Yes, I'm doing something great. That's fine. But if something isn't working, I need to change. I need to pivot. And I really wanted to do a podcast episode because I was having a conversation with my mom and she really has been an inspiration to me. Sometimes you need someone to tell you what you're not doing correctly and be open and be open to hearing and taking that feedback and accepting that. And for a long time, for me, I wasn't open to feedback. For me, I would get upset when people give me feedback and I took it personally every time someone gave me feedback rather than seeing it as an opportunity to learn. And as I have committed to myself time and time again on trying to be the best version of myself, I find myself being more open to hearing what other people think, more open to really not taking it personally, but really being able to listen and um, understand how you can improve. Because at the end of the day, yes, sometimes it comes from, and all the time it comes from the other person's point of view, but doesn't mean it cannot be it cannot be applicable to you, right? It doesn't mean you cannot take what you can from that conversation, take what you can from that advice and make it real and make it relate to you. So for me, as I pondered on this and as I am on this journey of growth, I was having a conversation with her and I figured, I was like, oh yeah, many, many people would also ask this question and I'm sure wonder how do they change their lives? Like they're always in this boat of, I want to change my life, but I don't know how, right? I don't know how, how do I do that? And for me, as I sat down having this conversation with her, the first epiphany I had was that we have to be willing to make hard decisions, We have to be willing to make the hard decisions. And I think that's what stops a lot of us from changing our lives, from doing things differently, from taking a different path or taking a different route, is that it requires hard decisions. And why I like this, because for me, it's also a reminder that we always have a choice. Yes, we have a choice to sit down and complain on why things aren't working the way we expected them to work. We have the decision we're in a job that we do not like and we, rather than doing something about it, we just sit down and complain that we don't like the job, we don't like the boss, we don't like our co-workers, everybody else. The problem is always with someone else except us. But the truth is we always have a choice and With that said, the reason why we don't make those choices is because those choices require hard decisions. Now, no one said that choice was going to be comfortable. No one said that choice was going to be easy. But I think once we wrap our heads around the fact that it requires hard decisions, it just, for me, it's so reassuring to know that, okay, all I have to do is overcome the fear of going through or making this hard decision, making this hard choice. So it really requires making a hard decision, making a hard choice. So for instance, you are in a job, like 
I've been where I absolutely did not like where I was. I was not happy. And I remember having a conversation with a coworker of mine and she had mentioned, she just was so blunt with me and just said, you always have a choice. And for me, that was just hearing that first, that was difficult to hear. But the more I pondered upon it, the more that I realized that she was right. I always, I had the choice. I had the choice to walk away. I have the cho- I had the choice to step up and pack my bags and say, I'm going. I had the choice to look for another job. I had the choice to not have a job. I had the choice but it is a hard choice. Nonetheless, it is a choice. So hard, it just requires us to make hard decisions. And I just can't stress this enough over and over again. And even yes, talking while I was talking to my mom, it clicked. It was like, yes, I had to. And I was right. And she basically blunt out told me, you have to make that hard decision. Yes, it is hard, but you have to have either that hard conversation, that difficult conversation, or do something do something differently. Do that thing that scares you. It's still a hard decision. It's still a hard choice. And for me, that was so reassuring to realize that it was in my hands. Like any decision or any any change that I would like to see, I have to create that change. It has to start from me. So change I want to see has to start from me. So that was super, super, super helpful. The second way you, I think we need to always think of, the second thing we need to think of in terms of changing our lives and if we want to be able to change our lives is that it changing your life doesn't drastically happen, right? It starts with small habits, small changes, small changes. And for me, the small changes require new habits. So it starts with small changes and new habits. And I think this for me has also been very transformative because in the past, I haven't made decisions or I haven't made those hard decisions because it felt so daunting. I wanted to be able to do something differently. I wanted to be able to start a new venture. I wanted to be able to even start this new podcast, right? This podcast that I'm doing right now. And for a long time, I've wanted to do it, but just the thought of having a podcast, just the thought of what could go wrong, just the thought of how would I put it together, just the thought of who would produce it, just the thought of all the logistics got me so scared that I procrastinated, right? Like I procrastinated because I did not want to face it. But the more and more I require that all I need to do to make that change, to say, I say, okay, I want to be able to make a difference and touch lives. I want to be able to talk to people. I want to be able to empower people. But I know that to do so, I have to start this podcast. This is one avenue in which I can do it. I had to start by realizing that it starts with small steps, small steps and new habits. So for instance, the first step I had to figure out is, okay, how do I how do I even produce a podcast? Like, what do I need to know? What do I need to learn? What, how do, how can I put this together? And I started just doing tiny, tiny research here and there, which required me to 
spend more time doing it, like spending less time doing stuff that wasting time, which I love doing, (laughs) watching TV and more time doing investing in this new venture that I wanted to be able to explore and just baby steps, like small steps. Okay, today I would look for the the name of the domain of the website. Tomorrow I would look to see if I can get what microphone I need to get. Next, you know, the day after I will do this, like just breaking everything down in small steps and realizing that Rome was not built in a day. I really, really, truly love that saying Rome wasn't built in day and if it's something that I cannot do or I don't know how to do it I just think of what Marie Folio always says everything is figure outable and for me that is very reassuring when I want to be able to make a change because I know that I can do it because everything is figure outable. So just realizing that it starts with small steps and it also starts with new habits. You cannot try to make a change if you're doing the same old, same old thing you've always done before. You cannot say, oh, I want to be able to have more energy and then still eat foods that do not give you energy you have to make that change. You have to say, okay, I want more energy. And as a result, maybe I need to have more kale in my diet or eat more healthy or exercise or stand more, be more active and do things, go to bed early. You have to incorporate new habits. You have to start small, but incorporate new habits. Something that I found very resourceful, a book that I absolutely love and, um, I've read it once, but I'm going to definitely read it again. Is this book called Atomic Habits? And I advise everyone to check it out. It's by James Clare. And it's such a great book. It's such a great book because it also reminds me of another book that I really like is Compound Effect. And I can't remember his name. Um, than Hardy or something, but I'll put it in the show notes. And these two books are so, so amazing. And I love them because they stress the importance, both authors stress the importance of small habits, starting small. It's really baby steps. It's really about the compound effect. It's not, everything is cumulative. It's not about expecting change rapidly or instantly. No, it's about just dedicating yourself to making that change, starting small, starting with new habits and just doing it consistently. That's all. Start small and do it consistently. So for me, that's that's also has also been very reassuring and it's something that has always helped me along my journey. Third, which is an exercise that I love to do Thanks to the wonderful book of um, the life-changing, I always mess up this name, but it's the life-changing, is it life-changing magic or of tidying up by Marie Kondo? But I'm telling you, she, she changed my life years and years ago when I read her book. And I know she has a new um, series on Netflix, which everybody is absolutely loving, but I absolutely loved her book and I still read it and I still adopt that philosophy till today because it, it's it's basically about organizing your your surroundings and organizing your wardrobe and organizing all the great stuff, decluttering your life. But for me, I feel I took her philosophy to heart because her philosophy is really all about keeping things that spark joy, like only keeping things that spark joy and getting rid of things that don't. 
And apart from the fact that my name is Joy, and of course, you know, I love all things Joy, her philosophy truly resonated with me, not just with clothes, but in life. So the third thing or the third way that I I found very helpful is making a commitment to decluttering your life, making that commitment to declutter your life. So basically declutter your life. And when I say declutter your life using her philosophy, for me, it's the idea of doing just as you would with organizing and her philosophy, what she'll tell you to do is bring out all your clothes, everything, um, it's, it's, it requires a lot of work, but bring everything out, put it on the bed so that you see exactly what is in your life. And once you see, or not in your life, exactly what's in your closet. And once you see everything laid down on your bed, you then start, you touch your item, you touch one item and think and ask yourself, does this spark join? If it doesn't, you get rid of it. If it does, you keep it. And I love her philosophy because it forces you to be very intuitive with what you want and what you do not want. And it's the same thing and the same way I apply to life. If you were, for instance, looking at your finances and saying, I did this and saying that I need to change my finances, I need to change the way things are. The first step in order for me to do that is to take an inventory of exactly what I have, exactly what's coming in and exactly what do I owe. And now that's the same philosophy. Now take an inventory of, okay, this is the amount of money that is coming into my bank account. And this is the amount of money that I spend every day. If it's weight, if it's something that you're trying to change with weight, take an inventory. Okay, this is what I am eating and this is what, this is how I am spending my time and this is how I'm spending my dollars to eat XYZ. Just being able to be aware, I'm telling you, aware of what you have, aware of what the problem is, just facing that problem is amazing because you face it and then you are left with the choice to decide how you want to take it. What do you want to keep? What sparks joy? And I love this because it forces you, me, to be mindful, to be mindful about what we truly want in our space, what we truly want in our life. So decluttering your life requires you to be mindful, requires you to be intentional, requires you to make, still back to number one, making those hard decisions, those hard choices on what you want in your life and what you do not want in your life. Now, changing your life is not an easy task. It's not an easy fit. So when we say, I want to change my life, you have to be willing to truly want to change your life. You have to be willing to do the work in changing your life. You cannot just say, I want to change my life and you cannot expect an easy, rapid fix. Rome wasn't built in a day. It doesn't happen instantly. The most important thing is that you make the hard decision to change your life. You start with small steps and new habits and you make that decision to declutter your life and only keep things that spark joy. You can, for instance, if you find that after doing that, you start finding that if you're looking at your life, okay, what what do I do? How do I spend my time? Where do I um, focus on? Who do I hang out with? Where do I spend my energy? Where do I spend my time? Like really doing a 
inventory on every single aspect of your life, be it finances, be it relationships, be it um, career, like doing an inventory, just as you would if you were decluttering your house. You would take an inventory of what you have in your house, bring everything out right in the open bring everything out in your life in the open be very aware and clear and intentional about what is in your life and then you then decide what sparks joy and what doesn't what am i happy with and what am i not happy with and that's when you start that decluttering process and getting rid of those things that do not spark joy and keeping the things that spark joy doing more of what sparks joy in your ha- in your life and doing less of what doesn't spark joy in your life is one way it's another way that has been very another strategy that i've used to help me change my life And last but not least, the fourth thing you need to consider when you want to change your life is being able to embrace the joy of missing out. It's all about JOMO, the joy of missing out. And this requires, this is a really hard thing to do, I have to admit. It's really hard to be able to accept that you are going to miss out on things that you used to do before that which is uncomfortable which is uncomfortable if you are saying that yes I do want to change my life I want to spend less time on social media maybe I spend so much time right now on social media that I want to spend less time on social media the truth is you are going to miss out you're going to miss out on what's happening you're going to miss out on being in the know you're going to miss out on keeping up with everybody else. You're going to miss out on all these things that you previously were involved in. If you say that, okay, I want to be able to be better with my finances, I really want to be able to make a change in that aspect. Mm, That requires you to miss out on extravagant extravagant dinners, maybe not even extravagant dinners, but missing out on perhaps going on vacation with your family or going on vacation with your friends or doing something with your funds because you're trying to save for something else. It requires you to miss out. You are going to miss out. And rather than getting upset and distraught that you're missing out, the best way is to accept to embrace the idea that you are going to miss out. The reason why you're missing out, the reason why you're making that sacrifice, you're making that sacrifice for something else. Everything requires you to give up something. And I think that's the part that a lot of us struggle with. We struggle with the idea that we have to give up something for something else. You want to be able to spend more time with your family, but you're at work. You might have to leave early to do XYZ, or you want to be able to get that promotion at work, which requires that you're going to most likely miss your child's soccer game. So just, I think the idea for the idea of this, and I think that's what has been very, what I found very powerful is the more I embrace the joy of missing out and come to terms with the fact that I am going to have to sacrifice something for something else has been very, very therapeutic, has been very helpful, has just given me a lot of peace with myself, 
and has allowed me to be able to know that, yes, I might fail to be there for my child on this occasion, but I am doing that because of X, Y, Z. Like you have to know that you are not perfect. You have to realize and embrace that. And it's okay for you not to be perfect. But being perfect doesn't mean, or being not perfect doesn't mean you cannot thrive and enjoy your life and truly extrapolate the joy in every situation. Now, but the more you are able to embrace the joy of missing out, the joy of not being part of the crew that you used to be part of, the joy of being able to be alone, the joy of just being able to make changes with your life and realize that it's about JOMO, guys. It's not about FOMO. It's about JOMO. JOMO is truly what gets you to that joy that you have been seeking, what you're really looking for, why in the first place you are trying to even change your life to begin with. That's why. The only reason why you want to change your life is because you're looking for that feeling of satisfaction. You're looking to feel fulfilled. You're looking to feel at peace with your life. And I get you. This is something that I am constantly working on time and time again. And I am open to knowing that as I grow in one area, I will continue to I will continuously grow in my life because as I'm growing in one area there's always room for improvement in another right like we never get this thing done this thing called life it's never done it's never done we're constantly reinventing ourselves we're constantly unpeeling that onion we're like onions right and we're we're like layers of onions which we have to just unpeel over and over again the more we work on ourselves on one aspect the more there's room for growth in the other and i think just being able to be open to that and being able to embrace what comes with that, which is being able to say no or give up something else for another thing that you really want, will be extremely transformative in your life. I promise you, you would find it so peaceful and reassuring to know that you are making headway because we're a lot of us are working on our lives or a lot of us are striving to change our lives and then we feel that we are not making progress. We feel there is no momentum. And the only reason why we feel that way is because we're, we are not embracing that we, ha- we have to let go of those things that don't serve us anymore. We have to miss out on those things that don't serve us anymore. That's where the hard decisions come into play and it takes time guys it takes time so be kind to yourself be compassionate to yourself give yourself that love and empathy and understanding that you would to someone else who comes to you to say I want to change my life so just realize that it takes time you're that caterpillar you're working hard every single day it's just steps, baby steps, guys, baby steps, guys. And I promise you, you will get to that beautiful butterfly, beautiful metamorphosis that you're trying to reach. But really, there's no reaching anything. It's a journey. It's a journey. Because once you get to become that butterfly that you are aspiring to become, you become a caterpillar again in something else. So it just keeps going on and on and on. So just embrace this journey and enjoy this journey called life. 
So with that said, <laughs> I hope this has inspired you. I really hope this has helped you in some way, shape or form. And if so, please share because the more you're able to share this episode to someone you know or someone you love or someone who you think can really benefit from it, the more we're really able to make a difference in people's lives. So till next time, take care and live joyfully no matter what.